back, everybody. This is not another true crime podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. I'm Danny Murphy. You know, we're your partners in wine, crime, and time. And, you know, uh, I was going to say something that rhymes with, like, to make it seasonal, but I got nothing. I was like, limes? That doesn't help us. But that's not seasonal. Mimes? I guess mimes. (laughs) Mimes. If your holidays we're, we're dark and weird right now, I can't go for that. <laughs> that gives an energy. That gives a little bit of a, a moment. <laughs> Imagine. Well, Danny, you had a live show. It was so fun. Yes, it was a lot. Yeah, it was a fun. Uh, the virtual reality page six live show, which went well. We actually, I mean, Jen Shaw was discussed a little bit, so there was a crime element to it. Yes. But it was a great time, and it got me very excited for something we won't announce yet because you, there's no info online for it yet but oh if you're okay, in fair. if you're in february in new york if you're in new york in february you got that flip it and reverse it <laughs> um get very excited if you listen to yeah, the podcast save like the that. date of uh, february 7th i thought it was the 16th 16th that's what right. i was telling people then it's the 16th you know? all right yeah. well we'll check that out so you were doing great already guys amazingly um yeah well, you know, because we're coming off of, I think, what every, I think so many people of just watching something that just really left me going, I don't even know, I can't even, what, what, what did I, what, what, what did my life led me to watching this? I know. And also, I just want to say, we are, we watched this so that you all don't, don't have, have to. to. Like, and honestly, <clears throat> don't, don't do it. Like, that would be, like, that would just be my recommendation, because I don't think that, like, ge- like genuinely, I don't think there's very much to get out of this documentary that you can't read from, like, one article. Exactly. So, of course, we're talking about Casey Anthony, where the truth lies, and it's a very- Not with her. That is not, you know, I don't know where it lies, but I don't think it's with her. Or, you know, I think it's ironic because where the truth dot 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 lies- Yes, I was thinking that, too. I was like, well, maybe they wanted it to work on, like, a few levels, like- where does the truth lie? We don't really know. And also, like, the truth is lying. Like, the truth is lying. I don't know. And I mean, I know before we also get into it, there are a lot of people that are like very angry at Peacock for giving her a platform, which is a very, and a, that it's like during sweep season, which I don't, it's like. What does that mean? I read this online and I don't, I feel like, it, I feel like this also was a thing that is from a original TV model. And I don't know how it really translates to streaming, but like sweep season. So like the first few weeks of like, eyeballs on it so it's getting a lot of attention so people are like if you want to watch it wait four months it's so like when it's oh but okay i would say that's what i do with every show anyway wait, no, truly I'm just like, i fuck up I'm all like, their wait, sweets. does anyone want to talk about the real housewives of atlanta that aired in 2009 and everyone's like <laughs> no <laughs> like I mean, we've moved on I, you know me and dylan would always want to talk about that it's um, so true but <laughs> i can't just be texting my friends about like oh my God, did you, I can't believe this fight that happened like six years ago. People are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so everyone is uh, rightfully so or uh, angry at Peacock. And then it's like, people are like, do not give it more promotion. Peacock is larger than us. So I don't think we're giving her any promotion from this, but I will say, and also because we are re- recommending people, if you have not watched it yet, do not. We'll let you know the kind of summation of what gets discussed in it. But I'm pretty sure me and Sarah were just kind of texting while watching it, respectively, just like, the fuck is... I'd be like, did I miss 40 minutes or is something not still not... Or, like, I'm, I'm missing the part where I was like, oh, this is why I watched it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a blip at the very end. And like, I don't know. Here's, I like, there are so few documentaries that are the appropriate length of time. Mm. Like, I'm trying to think of the last one. 
um, that I watch. But yeah, I mean, I think they're all, so many of them are either like too short and you're like, wait, what? Or they kind of drag it out to three episodes where you're like, it didn't need to really be that. And also, I read a really good review about this documentary, too, where they were like, it was like three episodes, but also felt rushed at times where they kind of feel like they just. Yeah. And what I kind of feel, and I don't know if you felt this, too, that they, of course, this is like the first time Casey Anthony spoke publicly and in this detail. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. in, In this in this regard. Uh, but wasn't in the like only said like a f- like wasn't giving like major things in the documentary. So I think what I feel because this review was saying that the experts in it were kind of rushed and like thrown all around. So they were just trying to place them in to fill in the blanks, which mm. does make sense. But Do you it, think the experts were like interviewed after they interviewed her? That's what that's. What, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, because they spent like six months with her. Which six and they got. I can't. What I think is wild is like, okay, number one, she has a roommate, which I'm like, that. What was that listing? Seriously. Like, I want to know what that interview process is like. But also, they rented an Airbnb for this. And can you imagine, like, I mean, I'm sure they got like a release from the homeowner, homeowner, because like, imagine if you were just watching this documentary and you're like, wait a second, I know that couch. Wait, I don't like imagine if you were just like, well, no, I'm I'm sure they got a release, but I just also I'm I sure the release just myself. said from NBCU Peacock. It didn't say what it's for. They were like, oh, maybe, maybe Seth I'm Meyers sure. is gonna be. I'm in sure my- they. I don't know. I'm sure they knew what it was for. That's true. And I'm sure they got paid a fuck ton of money. But I, hope so. I like to imagine they didn't in my head. And they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, and they're like, wait a minute. I thought this was for a bachelorette party. Yeah. I mean, well, also speaking of that, the first five minutes, I almost turned it off and was gonna say like, I can't do this. Oh my god, really? Because when she just like it was there was something with her and the boxes, like to put the frame photos on in the Airbnb. Oh. And she's like, it's all I have. I'm like, her demeanor That's was the thing. so very yes. I think I I think because we we obviously were texting as we were watching this. Um yes, her demeanor was so very like that and that is also how she spoke to her parents on the phone when she was in prison. And that is how she spoke in the defamation trial against her. Just very much like, well, I don't know. What the fuck do you want? And it's like, it, uh, I don't know. Like, this is pretty pretty serious. It's, it's like almost Erica Jane vibes where I'm like, you know, can you sort of talk like you understand the gravity well, of everything that's going on. I'm glad you brought that up because there was even a few moments in the documentary where she kept on referring to herself as a victim. And I understand from her point of view what she means. But at the same time, she's acting like a disgruntled victim. But the victim here is like the m- dead child. And now this is you trying to clear your name because you were acquitted. Now you just feel like you're a victim of the media and the public opinion yeah, which is not the same, and not like so. This when she kept on saying that, I was like, "Oh, this isn't. You know, there's no truth coming from this. You just are. This is just you trying to PR yourself, and also to like. I don't even know what the fuck she wanted to get out of this. I mean, eleven years yeah. with no real news, like w- with nothing to be like. This is what did she think would happen? Like, yeah, it's very weird because she's still kind of dan. Well, she. <laughs> It's like at one point she does kind of outright accuse her dad of murder, but then at other points she kind of dances around it. Um, 
a lot of points. Uh, and then you kind of really only get the allegation kind of at the end. I don't know. I think mostly what she, I mean, I don't know. I can't, like, it just seems like most of the documentary was trying to convince people that she was abused and trying to mm-hmm. get us to understand her frame of mind, right? Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, you know, well, she claims to not know what happened. We, the public, are never going to really know no. what happened. And so all you can do is kind of try to make people understand, I guess, you know, like from her point of view. And that was, because that was the whole thing where she like started to get like, like, <sighs> I know what you're going to ask me. And I know what you're going to ask me. And I'm not happy about what you're going to ask me. And, and then, like, don't do a fucking documentary document- if you can't handle being asked. Don't do a documentary about your daughter's death if you cannot handle being asked about it. Like, what are you talking about? Because then she was like, you're going to ask me about the day. And the answer, you're not going to like it. I don't remember it. Also, how do you... So you remember all these, like, and, like, not talking about the abuse or anything like that, but she remembers so many details about, like, her friends and, like, answers to X, Y, Z, but, like, not this... Like, how do you not remember this? And I, like, she's... But she, like, does because she tells this story where... yeah. It's clear that she remembers what she says is the day that, you know, everything happened. So I don't know. I don't e- I don't even know what to make of this. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sorry, we're doing a little bit of breakdown for you guys yes. and thoughts with that. Sorry. Uh, we, w- we will explain again so that you don't really have to watch watch. because I would really if because I'm I know this came out. This is coming out like a week after or so after it aired. So I'm sure some of you already have. But if you have not yet. Do not, and if you have, you understand our confusion. It's like you could skip it. I mean, because it's it's just like I don't know. She brings up I don't know. It's just like overall, not very much is said that we kind of didn't already know what she what her theory like what her explanation was. Like we kind of knew. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. It really it was uncomfortable watching her, and I, that's just my point of view. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. But yeah, like nothing totally was cleared up. But like Sarah mentioned a little bit earlier, it wasn't the first time she spoke about the verdict. She told the AP in 2017 that the last time she saw her daughter, I believe she was alive and was going to be okay. And that's what was told to me. She goes into And that's kind of what she's what she's running with Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. She was like, I I thought everything was okay. And we'll get into why. We'll, We'll get into why she thought that. And she also went on to tell the AP, even if I would have told them everything that I told to the psychologist, I hate to say this, but I firmly believe I would have been in the same place because cops believe other cops. Cops tend to victimize the victims. And I understand now I see why I was treated the way I was, even had I been completely truthful. My dad was a cop. You can read into that what you want to. An interesting fact. She's hinting. She's she's hinting. hinting. It's 2017 and she's hinting. She's dropping stuff. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact too: the investigator Casey lived with was also the investigator for OJ Simpson because that's also I mean the main that did that did they even talk about that in the documentary? I was like, that is, 
out of control. The only thing they talked about was that it was the biggest like case since O.J. Simpson. Right. Right. And I was like, dang, this guy is going from L.A., Florida. Like, he's a... Uh, and that was also... He's moving. The uh, reveal, too, that she, like, like would just, like, used to live with everyone who was on her team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. And, yeah, she literally told the Associated Press in that article, I can empathize with his situation, him being O.J. Mm-hmm. Which is wild because, you know, when this documentary came out, a lot of people made that comparison to his book where it, it is just like, you know what? You got acquitted. Like, shh. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you got to just go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. I mean, yeah, there were just like, I mean, the first part of the documentary is her kind of like explaining why she lied and basically saying that because she was an abuse victim, she was told to lie and used she to lie like part of her family um, yeah and i can get that she also went on to like describe to the style in which she lies where she would like which i guess also is just lying like she would take yeah you, well, you take a, a nugget truth. of truth that's how everybody lies <laughs> yeah when she was like this was my plan it's like no i'm like oh yeah i went to the gym because i walked past the gym. like you know what i mean like it's like there she really kind of went in with reveals for that and also during all the time never would be like she could be like yeah people just got so mad at me about that it's like yeah because you're lying in a case a murder case or a death case yeah i know it's just it, i mean and she seems to know that she's kind of up against a lot mm-hmm. trying to be like i know i lied then but here's why i'm telling the truth about what happened now um so i don't know there are people who believe it i I <laughs> don't know if I'm really one of those people, but I can understand yeah, yeah, what they think. But, I mean, there were, like, a lot of lies. There was the whole, like, the nanny thing. One thing that I thought was pretty interesting, and this kind of, this kind of happened with, like, the Madeline McCann disappearance, where, like, people kind of just take a random off-the-cuff remark and run with it. Um, and it's everywhere. And it's, yeah, so I, I didn't. I feel like people take it as a given that, oh, she gave her daughter her Xanax and that's where Zanny the nanny came from. Um, her friend kind of admits in the documentary that he just like kind of made that up, like took an educated guess or just a guess and people just kind of accepted it as the truth. There was a curiosity because I know, I mean, like, because she would go back and forth. He was so kind of like, it sounded, it sounded right. And I'm like, oh, okay, well. right. yeah. But it, it was also was it, where she talked about how she never wanted. Kaylee to be home, so she would lie about the nanny to her parents existing. So then she would just bring her like child to like parties, which I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't uh, get why make up a nanny. Yeah, I did not either. And also, then like it, like it did kind of remind me like of Sherry Papini in some senses too, where it's like a web of lies, and also you're making up a nanny that with a name that could also invoke some like racial undertones well okay this is a the wild thing because like this was a real person it's never really clear like how casey got this name or like why she pinned it on this woman um so she basically said that this woman zenaida fernandez gonzalez which i think is like a pretty specific name to make up especially when that person exists so casey claimed that she'd met her once when she was working at universal 
in 2006 and she also like said that they hung out a lot and and she but she babysat or like they hung out and she babysat Kaylee one time and she last saw her in 2007 and what I think actually happened and which kind of came out because obviously this woman sued her for defamation was that she this woman um Ms. Fernandez Gonzalez had filled out paperwork at that same apartment complex that Casey was always at because her friends were at so maybe that's where she saw the name and like also what's weird is even at the murder trial Casey's lawyer acknowledged that this woman Zandy the nanny was fictional and so I I don't know I mean kind of at the defamation trial she like she was trying to claim that the Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez who was suing her was not the same one that she falsely accused of kidnapping <laughs> and I'm it's I don't know it's like very weird I just I didn't really know what to make of that and she yeah. actually ended up that case ended up being dismissed which I was a little surprised by I, I was too and also it's a thing to, where it's like kind of like no not you but you just said a name so I don't I mean obviously they would all hold up in different levels I feel like it's fair game for any person with that name to be like okay well you fucking dragged me into you know what I mean that's what I would think and especially if they're living in Florida, Florida like I guess the if they were complex. at the same apartment complex at the same time like it's we're, kind of wild yeah it very very crazy with that and that also lie kind of ties into the lie about where she worked because that was also one of those moments where she said she worked at universal and that was the whole time too when like the cops went with her oh that was office. very funny <laughs> that also this moment when people when i i'm i'm not a psychologist so i'm not gonna throw about terms very bold i guess i could say or very little and not normal to go this far into a lie oh my she- god i know i i love it because it's just kind of like <laughs> i don't know it's it's kind of just like you think uh you're like it's fine i'll get there and i'll improv it you know right? and you're just like and sh- you think you're just like it's something I'll, I'll pull something out and like, she did she waved to people and then everyone just kind of was like hi like who <laughs> and literally walk them to a dead end corner and that's yeah. what she was like i don't yeah that is a truly wild <clears throat> moment and it is also like and uh i feel the next point kind of goes into it because it when you're thinking about all this you're like why are you saying all this uh like why are you telling all these stories and everything like that that aren't true and another thing she brings up in the documentary is that her she says that like why she didn't tell anybody why she didn't tell the cops why she like made all these lies she said that she was just doing everything that her dad basically told her to do because mm-hmm. like he was a former officer so she just kind of like said that she was trusting to him and according but to also yeah but also she says she was like abused by him and and just very deferential because of that yeah which i i think is like her main like the main point that that she's saying is that she was so kind of fucked up from all the abuse. Yeah. And that also ties into what she like um, discusses as her final kind of like the final moment in the documentary as well. Yeah. Um, because like, according to uh, her, once Kaylee was found, her father was standing there with her in her, his arms and handing her being like telling uh, him that it was Casey's fault, that she did it, but it's going to be Okay. And because of that, she thought Kaylee was going to be okay, too. Yeah. Well, I feel like to back up, like, her whole story is basically just, you know, they're living at the house. Mm-hmm. One night, um, George, like, wakes her up. And 
is holding Kaylee. And it's at first like she tells this story like sort of a couple of times and like it's not immediately clear if she's alive after this like I struggled incident with that. where yeah. she, he's holding Kaylee and she's like so like soaking wet like yeah you know had been dunked in the pool and it's like not really clear what's happening or if she's like dead or alive and then but then Casey believes she's alive um even though it kind of comes out later that no that was actually her realizing she was not like mm-hmm. and then I don't know it doesn't like make sense there's also a lot of like insistence about how the ladder was not on the pool, so she could not have climbed into the pool. But yeah, I didn't, I don't know. That story was like very convoluted. Yeah. And that was also the hard thing where she's like, I don't remember anything from that day, but I do know the ladder wasn't on, which is also kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, no. I don't know. Uh, she also said that she never told her defense team in death what happened on the day Kaylee disappeared because she never wanted to relive it. I'm like, girl, this is life or death. Like, if this is the time. If this is what happened, like, this is the time also, to tell them. You don't want to relive this, but you're doing a documentary about it. Well, I mean, I guess back then she didn't want to relive yeah. it. Yeah. That's not, that's I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like her story was just like, oh, this one random night was actually like when it happened. But she claimed, but she still claims that she didn't actually know. What was going on for like 31 days and also, you know, months while she was in jail. Yeah. Um, and still claims that she believes that Kaylee was alive the whole time because her dad was telling her she's fine. So make of that what you will. Mm-hmm. But then also, Sarah, in that clip you literally just showed me before we started recording. Oh, my God. I found it on TikTok. It was because it was them, the parents telling her on the when she was in prison like we think kaylee's dead and she goes like surprise surprise yeah 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 oh my god the mom cindy is like choking up telling her that they had found kaylee i think and yeah she says well surprise surprise and i'm like okay but and in that tone but you thought she was alive like i whoa (laughs) and also like no like that's just the reaction you give when you're like because then in that moment, you also relived it. So, you know what I mean? So, uh, that's just a real, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, it's, oh my God, <laughs> I don't know. It is hard. And I mean, I, well, this is just an aside too. It was also crazy seeing the interviews that the parents give like later on. Like, I'm like, I think everyone in this family is fucking fucked up. I definitely think that there's some weirdness going on with her dad, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Especially just some of the comments that he made, which we can get into in a bit. But like, yeah, yeah, I mean, something, yeah, something's not right there, I think. So, I mean, basically her, her kind of what she claims is that. um, Like the synopsis of the, like, I almost feel like this was her like reasoning for this documentary. Yeah. So, I mean, she claims that. You know, she's and and she said this in the trial too that um that she was abused by her dad. She I don't think this part had ever really been said. She said um that there were times where her dad would like smother her with a pillow until she passed out. And then so she claimed that that's kind of what happened with Kaylee. Um 
And then he threw her in the pool so it would look like she drowned. But then, you know, right after that happened, he, if you're like continuing the story, then, then he kind of woke her up to like show her what happened. Um, but then insisted that Kaylee was okay and alive. And, you know, kept on that charade for a little bit over a month or like a month. And then even longer when Casey was in prison. Um, so that's kind of the theory. I mean, that's kind of her explanation. Her theory, yeah. It's kind of weird because she is very adamant that it was not an accident in the pool. That's, um, which yeah. was pretty much her whole defense. So that was like odd <laughs> to me. I mean, of course, like, you know, she can't get prosecuted for it again absent any like new evidence um, but also in terms of like building uh the, the, the not case but the ability to make you sound like a reliable narrator or truth teller it is a very complicated process to do that when your current story is the polar opposite of the first story uh, yeah part of me is just like why do this like it's like you're already acquitted. I th- I mean, this did change some people's minds and like I think it was helpful just in general for people's knowledge to like understand how trauma can like impact mm-hmm. people and like fuck with their memories and, and the um varying ways of like grief processing and like yes, grief processing and, and, and like ages. cause people to do things or like say things that you don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's also hard too because I feel like there's levels to it where it's like because I know there was the grief counselor talking about how like people in grieving at different ages process in different ways, which is all well and true. And I feel like so many people listening probably can understand that. Where and that was in defense of her like going out, but also she said that she had to work, so because she has a club promoter, that's what she's going out. But there is also I feel like the extent of it where it's like that is what the in terms of processing but the lying and like the unanswering of stuff i feel does not operate with the grief description you know what i mean where it's like that can make sense for your actions but or your actions thereafter but not for why are you delaying the truth of this i mean yeah that particular part just made me almost throw up my hands because they were they were saying that you know for young people they they might not process right away and they might like just go on and act like everything's fine and i'm like okay but that's also how someone would act if they you know yeah so i'm kind of like okay hard to know what to do with that information and also what i thought was like very suspect was that you know everything that her defense team was saying that pointed to george could have also easily been applied to casey um Mm -hmm. like they just talk about him like acting weird and like buying a boat and i'm like okay but when she was missing but i'm like okay well casey got a tattoo that said the good life and like Oh, he was not acting emotional. And it's like, well, neither was she. So she, yeah. it was just kind of like, you know, it everything that you're saying to him could also apply to her. And then so that just was like, okay. 
It also, it, I feel like there were times, and this is kind of just about the documentary overall, where she, it almost felt like she was practicing what she was going to say for this for the past 10 years and like acting it out. Like she acted out these moments in her apartment, her two bed. Because when she was like, oh, the good life, the good life tattoo, that was a fuck you to my parents. How did people not see that? I'm like, how is... How would we see that? How would we see that? How, also, how is that a fuck you to your parents? Who gets a sarcastic tattoo? I mean, I'm sure people do it, but do, like... Well, also, who gets a sarcastic tattoo while your child is missing, but you think she's okay, but she's missing? And de- like, there's also so many things, like you can't even, you you have no concept of optics. No. There you was also no that concept, thing... Yeah. Yeah, there was also that thing about how whether her car smelled like a dead body and George kind of later, like George said it did. And then Casey, this happens in like, I think the third part of the documentary where Casey says, oh, I had a bunch of trash bags in my trunk and I only and I left one in there and that's why it smelled bad. I'm like, you waited over 10 years. Like, I don't I, that seems like a pretty logical explanation that should if true should have been brought up like up. immediately yeah and also because she liked her team she lives with them so like you didn't tell them that to help you out or like they didn't try to see like okay how can we explain that yeah I don't also know wouldn't they have seen that a trash bag was in there if <laughs> it was like when they looked at the car i mean i don't know some people have really messy cars i guess that is true She had a case against, like, her case against George. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but because George testified against Casey at the grand jury and was the only non-law enforcement officer to be called and the first to testify. But I feel like it would be, like, it would make sense for him to be the first. I I don't. Well, it's also, like, you don't, (laughs) you don't really have a choice. Like, if you get subpoenaed. Yeah. You have to show up. And the grand jury testimony is sealed so we don't know what he said i mean that's true you know it's like they're basically saying that he must have had some like slam dunk testimony against her to get them to bring charges like maybe maybe not you know yeah and also the thing is that because he told officers that casey was holding back information which we is was legally proven to be true because i mean literally true and she admits that so how is she gonna like use that against him and that, there was a lot of people where it's like, why would someone's father do this to them? Like, why would they testify? I mean, the death penalty, that moment, I was kind of like, okay, that is intense. But I, like, yeah. But yeah. So it was kind of, but like those moments. And I mean, like, because she did always say, like, even in the Associated Press, that like George, former police officer, police probably on his side. I not, I'm not going to fight For that. Sure. I could see that being a moment that uh, could correlate and that they would maybe be grant him a little more grace because even the cops in the documentary were like just like george i'm like no george looks pretty fucking fucked up too but no i i agree like i could definitely see i mean her whole argument is basically like well this happened and they got tunnel vision and they didn't even think to like look at george um and i get that he i'm sure was like cozying up but yeah i don't know it's it's hard because it's just like a point fingers game yeah, I mean, I will say there was a couple of, like, definitely sketchy facts. Like, um, I think it was Casey's brother told the defense that George would bury their pets by wrapping them in, like, a bag and duct taping it. Mm. And so that was, like, super sketch. 
And like also his quotes at the funeral were to me extremely weird. Like I definitely got alarm bells. Um Yeah, I got I I didn't understand. I yeah. Yeah, he said I regret none of you got to smell her hair, smell her sweet sweat. I tell everyone it's so great to get a hug from someone, but to get a hug from a small child gives me energy that you couldn't imagine. And he really goes in on the smelling. And I was like, what? You know, listening to that, I was like, that is weird. You know, why are none of these quotes like personal? Right. Or just like, oh, I loved her. Like, I loved to like spending time with her. Personality. I'm like, okay, that's a little bit. That's a little bit off for sure. Yeah. But there were also points where like the defense was saying that, you know, George was sketchy for having an affair while Kaylee was missing. But I'm like, well, but it's not sketchy for Casey to be like partying and getting a tattoo. Like, again, I'm just kind of like, that's truly a wash, honestly, for me. Makes sense. If you're going to judge him for how he's acting then you have to judge her or judge neither of them because if you're going to say that like grief makes people act all sorts of unpredictable ways, which is true, then I think you kind of have to hold that across the board. It also it comes to a thing where I feel like <laughs> it's a hard reality of life where like grief can make you uh, operate in different ways. But then like even unfortunately with that, you are at you are responsible for the consequences of your actions of how you operate during grief. And that's kind of just like a life factor. Like you can grant grace here and there, but like, you can't just like, you can't just be like, Oh my God, I'm sad. I'm going to drunk drive. And then we get arrested. No, sorry. I'm grieving. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's levels. That's true. You have to being an adult. And I mean, like that's the hard reality. And also like when you become a parent, even if you were like on the younger side of becoming a parent, you have to face the responsibilities of becoming an adult and just even if you're not a parent, that's still the same thing. So that was also kind of one of those interesting things I kept on because they kept on trying to bring that home for why her actions and everything like that. But it's like there's still there's there's always like two roads you can go down. And clearly she chose a different road than the one that maybe would have saved everybody a lot of time. I, yeah, I don't even know. And also the other thing that this bombshell quote that's kind of in the trailer is like she says, Everybody said I lied, but nobody asked why. And it's like, number one, the why seemed obvious yeah, to people. people are, it's like, it's like you're, what are we all you're here for? Being arrested for murder and then you're lying. So, therefore, the logical conclusion is like, you lied because you're trying to cover up something that you did. But she actually was asked why she lied. Like, she was asked in this defamation trial why she lied. She said, that was my personal choice, and they asked, but why? Like, they, this was in the, they asked why she lied about Zanny the Nanny, and she says, I'm not going to answer that question. So it's like, you have been asked why you've lied, and you just are not answering, which, fine, is your prerogative, but, like, but how don't can have you that say be, nobody asked why? Yeah, that can't be, the, like, the main moment of your documentary return. It's like, people just chose not to question me in the way that I, I, I like, should. Right, I'm like people. Di- at least, at least one lawyer. Maybe that. W- okay, sure, I'll give it to her that that's a few. That's years after, but you know. And then it was hard because, like, then her lies weren't lying together. Like they kind of were like overlapping. Where she was like, she because what she said was that all of the lies. She said that she did a lot of the lies because her dad told her to do that because it's what the cop story would want to hear. 
Mm-hmm. So then she, so then that zany the nanny lie would be about that. But then she also told us in the documentary in a different part that she made up Zanny the nanny because she didn't want Kaylee to be home alone with the parents. Well, I think she, and that, and then she didn't want them to know that she was like stashing away money to get away, is what she said. Oh, and that's, yeah, because she lied about the universal job because they didn't want her knowing that she was working at a bar. Yeah. It was very confusing. And also because she had a boyfriend. I was like, why can't you, you can't move in with a boyfriend? But I guess it's hard when you have a kid, but. Yeah. I don't know what to, I don't really know. I mean, I think, I don't know. <laughs> part of me is just like well if she did do it then why would you bother doing why like why would you if she truly got away with something then why would you do this because it's not like she's coming out here with like a smoking gun and a slam dunk this is very it's very murky it's very like well Almost to your point, because she's acquitted, so it's like she can't... Exactly. So I'm kind of like, why would you go through all the trouble if you actually did get away with it? Um, I don't know how much she got paid for this, but I'm assuming it's something. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, (laughs) not to say that I believe her, but it it is just like a point of just, you know, why? Why why ruffle feathers after? Because all she said that she just wanted, like, it seems like she just wants piece because she goes on those hiking trails to like take photos uh so and like she she hates the public eye and like doesn't really want and fears for her safety and people looking at her so you go ahead and do like a full-on documentary yeah i mean i can understand wanting to get your side of the story out there Mm -hmm. um finally so like on an intellectual level i can understand that yes. motivation um and also it's interesting because she is still close like she works as a researcher now for the her team and everything like that who helped her on her trial yeah none of them were like oh so what are you going to this documentary with and they're like oh we need like you need more no because i mean they all obviously really firmly believe her so you know, I think it, I don't know, I think it painted like a complicated picture um, and mm-hmm. ultimately didn't accomplish that much because there's kind of no way to prove anything. Yeah. Oh, and the other uh, part, too, I guess, was the Google search of 251. Oh, yeah. Google proof Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And it was on the family computer. Casey says that, like... Uh, like used use Casey's password and everything like that. She's like, we all right. share each other's passwords. On a family computer, like that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. You know, if it's a family computer and you're sharing, like, why would you have multiple profiles for different people if you're going to share it anyway on a shared computer? Yeah. And um, then also, <laughs> that didn't was, make any sense to me. And also, because it was at 251 and George was at work at three, but she said he was less than 10 minutes away and he made a phone call at 302. So it was just this really weird back and forth and they never got his cell. Like, it was just very confusing as that being like this is the this is also my smoking like she had a few smoking guns and that was one of the ones she pulled out and i don't really think it caused any yeah i don't know about that because i'm like this is what year is this it's gonna take you okay it's 251 you have work at three you got dial less up than 10 too. minutes away fine right this is the internet this is you know not our internet of today it's gonna take you let's say two minutes to, to do a google search then you got to get out the door Gotta I don't know if parking. you're making it on time to work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So that was a 
Yeah. That was like, I was just like, I don't know about that. I know. It was like all of her, she had like, just like all the answers for everything, but not answers that were substantial a lot of the times or like based in anything. It's just, yeah. Like, yeah. A lot of it is just like, yeah, exactly what you and said. Get, and I mean, like, there's the whole. We like, need to door- do cereal where we like get a computer, an old computer, and we recreate Honestly. how long it would take to do this Google search and then leave the house. And then, like, <laughs> I feel like. Tr- truly, though. And then, like, the whole Georgia Fair thing, which I feel like didn't really add much to, like, just that he cheated. He was a shitty. I'm not, I don't think he's a great guy. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, that is a weird thing to do. Yeah. Um, but so were a lot of other things that were going on in this house. So, so was every fucking thing in this family. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about that. I know. It kind of, yeah. And overall, I feel the reactions from this documentary. Or is there anything else that you feel like we, before, yeah, right? It's just, because it's, it's the reactions of this documentary. People are just like, why? Is it like, what? Is like, what are we getting? A juror from the case even says her story just changes all the time. Who repeatedly told people over the years that he was ha- haunted by the decision to acquit her. Okay. Uh, he said, this isn't what we heard in court. This wasn't her defense. This is something different. Not completely different, but different enough. Yeah, I mean, look, like, the prosecution dropped the ball. Um, mm-hmm. They couldn't really they couldn't really prove, like, anything. They couldn't prove what happened, how it happened, and, like, their story of what happened didn't end up really matching up with evidence. So, yeah, like... Mm-hmm. And I mean, so there's two sides of the celebrity reactions. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell was on TikTok in her car saying that she's been thinking a lot about Casey Anthony and apologize to her. And then there's Cardi B saying, I don't give a damn how they flip it, switch it, turn it, toss it. Casey Anthony. She said that? She literally tweeted that and said Casey Anthony is a disgrace of a mother and went on to say and everything like that. Y'all know what happened to that baby. So those are the two avenues. There's some think pieces coming out about it. All I know to say is, well, I don't really make it a habit to rewatch documentaries. This is one I, I, I will never touch again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it totally, I don't, yeah, I don't really know if it changed my opinion very much. Like, no, I could give it to her that, like, I don't know, something that happened wasn't done on purpose. I could also see her dad being very sketch. That's you could that's but, a, I, but what I don't believe is that she didn't know the whole time that something was wrong. Like that, that that's just the part that I don't believe. That is the thing. And it's also it's a, the thing where I'm like like you said like I could very well see this being an accident and that's not what people were fighting. but it, like you said after yeah. like what happened after is the issue because it was like the lying, the deceiting, the covering up, the tattoo, like <laughs> it's a, making it such murky water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I just don't really buy that she truly thought her daughter was alive and well that whole entire time after what she says she saw. You know, it's hard. It's a little hard to believe. It's a little hard. Yeah, this one was a it's a hard one to redigest, which is probably why. Don't be surprised if next week we do the Utah cookie case or the rice pudding oh, scam. There, we God, might we might need to do a little scam. flip pivot until before we get back into some other regular scheduled programming. Or a certain influencer. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. T V D. But if that's if that's out, yeah, but it, I don't yeah. So okay. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't think there's a whole lot of benefit from hearing it from the horse's mouth. No. So we watched it. Big question mark at big, the end. Big question uh, mark. Big. I. I. Yeah. Big question mark. Big. Just turn off the TV and go. Well. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. But yeah. as always, uh, I mean, if you watch this, we're here for you. If you didn't, we hope we saved you three to four hours. And um, until next week, we'll be back for some more fun cases. But also, there is that thread still going in the Facebook group, not in the True Crime group, with people putting in uh, cases they want us to cover. So please put them in there. We're uh, ramping up recordings to get some good because we're not. We know the holidays. You need some. You need. You need some distractions. So we're never going to leave you hanging over the holidays. So we're getting some good episodes going for then. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram. Not another true crime. And you can follow me on Instagram too at Casimir Danny Casimir with a K. Follow me at Sarah Lamime and uh, save save your February the whole month because we are dumb <laughs> and we don't even know the day of our own show. But just keep a keep a lookout, and we'll have more details on that soon too. Yes, it's going to be a very very fun time. Oh, the sixteenth, you were right. Aha! All right, Valentine's save the sixteenth at seven thirty. Yes, with us. Um, we love it. See you then. Not another true crime podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to NATC at Betches.com. Betches.